there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Yep, she's back. Leanne Crichton is with us. Leanne, welcome back. It's been quite a time. It has, Paul. Thanks for having me back. Great to be here, as Great to always. Get you in the diary, your agent's not been difficult, just you're <laughs> so much in demand. And you're here tonight specifically to give advice to Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain, because you've just been at Hamden the other week. You came so close against Rangers. And I can't believe that was your first time playing at the National Stadium. It was, yeah, I know. Strange and a lot of people have had that same reaction when we spoke about it. But no, brilliant to be here tonight and I'm sure Stephen's looking forward to the weekend. It was the same for us last weekend, certainly looking forward to it. We threw everything at it to make it an event that the players would remember but also not to, to play the occasion too much. But we had a great day, just a shame about the result and I'm sure Stephen will go one step better this weekend and, and get himself to a, a Scottish Cup final. Stephen again, Falkirk captain. You're looking good, you're looking up for it. You can tell it's getting close to it now. I think you looked a wee bit quieter last week. Big win at the weekend. How's it going now for Saturday? Cup semi-final against Inverness. Yeah, I'm glad it's here. You know, a couple of weeks you've been asking me about it, and we've been dropping <laughs> <Couple> points. <laughs> we've been dropping points right, left, and centre. So <laughs> it was nice to get a win at the weekend. And um, as I said to you just there off air, that the training's been as good as it's been since I went to Falkirk. You can tell it's a big game, and uh, everyone's declared themselves uh, ready to go. So yeah, really looking forward to it. If you want to speak to Cup semi-final captain. He's here, Stephen McGinn. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Maybe get a Falkirk fan on, because there's loads of them, of course. Uh, you get six or 7,000 when it's the Derby, the home game, or eight or nine when you're away at Dunfermline. Or Leanne Crichton, 72 caps for Scotland. We see her all the time on the telly. She's with us here tonight in Glasgow's own. Uh, on the line now, first up on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, Sean is on a huge Rangers fan. Good evening, Sean. Hi there, guys. I was watching the English Premier League yesterday before we get into Rangers, right? Uh-huh. Man City have got to win the English Premier League, and I hate to say it, right? <laughs> and this is breaking news. I think Chelsea will be relegated. No, there's not enough games, Sean, so you're wrong in that no, one. No, no, I don't think Chelsea will win any games to the end of the season. Wow. So, huge Rangers fan, but it's a curveball there. So, no surprise there about Man City after last night, Leanne. We would never normally start an English football, but yeah, they're going to win it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It certainly looks that way. It looks that way. Um, Arsenal have had an absolute shocker for the last three weeks. I don't think anybody really would have envisaged that they would have dropped the points that they have. And Man City just looked like they're motoring. Just such a good team. I'll tell you what we will do given that we're Glasgow's own Stephen what about Kieran Tierney a lot of Gunners fans are not happy he didn't even get on last night Zinchenko's not playing well but he's not even getting a sniff what's happened? Yeah I mean I think Kieran Tierney's been um, obviously with his injury record last season it was a bit of a problem position the, the points we were dropping without him in the team as we were, we were the national team um, we were losing him for big games and they go and bring in Zinchenko and he Kieran Tierney for most of the seasons found himself fit and available for selection and 
more often than not, Mikel Arteta's went with Zinchenko. And in my opinion, as an out and out left back, I prefer Kieran Tierney. I get understand this modern fullback going into midfield is something Zinchenko's better at. But in that type of game last night, I think, with the way he played against Spain a few weeks ago, um, I would have went with Kieran Tierney. Leanne? I agree, 100%. I was looking at the game last night, watched the Arsenal game previously as well, and looking at Zinchenko having a go at other players for not doing their job properly and it's his player that's scoring goals <laughs> Kieran Tierney just doesn't do that he does his job properly he goes about things in, in the right manner and Stephen's right I think his national team performances have, have been brilliant he totally gets it he's an out and out defender um, but he makes the players around about him better so no I think that was probably a big call from Mikel Arteta to stick with Zinchenko but you just hope that Kieran Tierney if he doesn't remain at Arsenal goes on and gets a, a good move in the summer because he's still got a lot of good football left in him Sean I see Nico Raskin is saying today Rangers have to win the Scottish Cup this weekend semi-final they've got to win it eventually June the 3rd as he says his side are not far from Celtic do you agree? See, honest, I think Celtic had a wonderful season this season. I think if Rangers don't win on Saturday, Paul, mm-hmm. I think eh, the handbells have got to start ringing the eyes off. And I think if Rangers don't win on Saturday, I think you'll start seeing protests now. Eh, actually, I changed. It's maybe a bit early. Well, Leanne, what do you feel on that? Michael Beale was always going to take some time and maybe a couple of transfer windows. I think it's far too soon if I'm being honest I think he's come in and he's did a good job so far um, I know there's been points dropped I think the reality is that when you look back over years historically you look at Rangers managers and their, their form in the old firm matches and how close you get and Michael Beale's probably going to get close to if he doesn't get a result this weekend falling in the wrong side of, of a poor um, record but I don't think just now he needs to be judged on that I think there's an understanding that Rangers need a clear out this summer. There's going to be a clear out. There's going to be big players that are going to leave. I think they're going to need to recruit well again. And I think the summer window beyond that is where you can then judge Michael Beale. I don't think it would be fair just now when you look at the types of, not necessarily performances, but results and moments that they have gone behind in games. They've, they've managed to peg teams back. They've got big three points in certain moments. Um, but the reality is at Rangers you probably don't get an awful lot of time and I think when Celtic are as good as they are just now that becomes a problem as well. I don't see Celtic falling away um, unless they lost Ange Postecoglou in the summer then you're you're handing the the baton over to another manager to come in and manage that group but it's a really strong group, it's a really strong squad and that's Rangers' problem just now. I don't think the biggest problem with Rangers is necessarily their own team, it's the fact that Rangers, uh, Celtic sorry, are so good. That sounds like the problem. Steve, would you agree? Or do you think Sean's got something in it? Yeah, well, Sean mentioned the protest, but Rangers fans have protested. And I think it looks like they've got what, what they wanted yeah. in terms of uh, a lot of the, the noise was about the removal of Ross Wilson and Stuart Robertson. Both have moved on now. So unless the protests are about Michael Beale, I, I don't really know. Which they've not been. And why would they? Because it's so early. I, and, yeah. and I think and I think Michael, Be- Michael Beale is going to be given the summer to... A huge summer for Rangers um, to transform a team that's been together for a number of years now. He's got a massive job to do this summer, and so I don't know who would be left to protest against. Sean, what do you think of Jack Buckland? Who is it? Man United. He was on the bench against Brighton just the other week. Uh, seven England caps. I know he had some injuries, but very highly yep. rated. Only thirty, which is a great age for a keeper. Would you love to see him join for next season? 100% I would love to see him at Rangers because 30-year-old 30, 30 is a, um, a player starting to come to his, mm-hmm. his, his old 
Well, 26 is the peak for you, and I'll tell you. And uh, nah, 26 is yeah. the peak for an average player. But a goalkeeper's probably, peak's probably 33. So if Rangers can sign him as a free agent, uh, definitely 100%. The only problem is with Jack Butler, if Rangers sign him, it's wages. He's probably got to need to take a cut because the wages you get uh, playing in England, Crystal, sure. I know he's at the Crystal Palace and going to United, he's probably on about 78 grand a week, so he's probably got to need to go down to the 30 mark, 40, 40, 40 mace, probably 30, or mm. it won't happen. Stephen, what do you think? But there seems to be you know, a bit of momentum behind this that he could be coming. The manager wants him, we think. Yeah, and um, better players than Jack Butland have gave up money to, to play football. Um I'm sure he sees it as a chance to kickstart his career again. I mean, this is Rangers he's going to. This is a club that potentially can be in the Champions League again next year. Jack Butland can majorly get his career going again at a massive club. So um, if if it isn't about money for Jack Butland, then I'm sure he'll make it happen. And I don't know whether he knows the likes of Joe Hart or not, but I think you would only need to pick up the phone to, to speak and ask a bit of advice. What's it like up there? Um, how competitive is it? What's the style like? You know, What's it like Glasgow to live as a place? How, how did you enjoy Champions League? What was that like? So absolutely, Stephen's spot on. If, if you want to go and have the next four or five years of a, a good career, um, make a name for yourself, get yourself in that European window. Who knows where it could take Jack Butland in his career, um, whether he would remain at Rangers beyond that. But certainly it would be one, I think, that the Rangers fans would enjoy um, if you brought a name like that to the club and it 30 years old which I'm not sure if 26 is a, a peak age right enough when you're speaking to Stephen and I we maybe go the wrong side of 30 for that Sean Sean listen thanks a lot for calling tonight we'll no doubt speak to you nearer the game on Sunday two big games this weekend on Saturday kick-off time Stephen for yeah, your we are, game we are 12.15 12.15 isn't it I knew it was uh, strange times very early but the what they want to give the, t- the pitch as much time as possible for the next day's game yeah and, and uh, there was a lot of noise obviously with the the cup final, league cup final, but the pitch state. So, um, Leanne says it was in good condition at the weekend. So, just looking forward to getting out there and playing a, a good surface. How was the pitch when you played last week? Against it was good, Rangers? it was good, yeah. Um, certainly from I had covered the international games there a couple of weeks previously, and there had been a lot of rain. Um, and it did cut up. And, and whether you were at the game and you watched it on TV, I'm sure you would have seen that. But the ground staff did a brilliant job um, and it's back in, in tip-top condition. Certainly the weather over the last week or so has certainly helped. I think they kept it slightly longer on the Saturday knowing that it was, again, a double header with the women's matches Saturday, Sunday and I'm sure Stevens will probably be the same this Saturday. But I'll be there as well. I'm doing co-commentary for the game and Good. I'm really looking forward to it because it's two teams as well that I've seen um, enough of this season um, that I don't, th- I don't think there'll be too much right. in it either yeah. um, but what an occasion brilliant you know and, and I had this debate with people as well about the, the national stadium and whether you would move it away from there and I don't know what Stephen's thoughts on that or if he's been you know if he's have spoke about that previously but for me I think Hamden regardless of the atmosphere it's a pinnacle for a lot of players yeah. and, and to be there and have experienced that and to have our players experience that as well and for some of Stephen's teammates and Inverness players it will be the first time and it might be the only time for some players that they get there and they'll be hoping to get to a cup final. But I just thought it was a brilliant occasion all round. And for us with, Scot- with Scottish women's football, for it to be there at the, the home and at the National Stadium, it's exactly where it should be now. Did you have a lump in your throat? There must be, or certainly you'd family there and everything. No, it was an emotional day. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. The build-up was really emotional. And, and it, when it came to game time, you try and remove that for the players. But you know probably how they're feeling and you try and turn those emotions and, and nerves and 
all the thought that had gone behind it to, to eliminate that and focus on 90 minutes of football, which we managed to do and, as I say, gave a good account of ourselves. But you want players to remember days like that because for us especially, it was the first time a women's domestic game had ever been played at Hampden Park. So they'll forever be written in the history books regardless of the results. So, no, it was. It was an emotional day and as I, my friends and family were, were, of course, there and those nights are always special, those days, sorry. Do you arrive in the coach and all that? Does it, do you drive into the, the bells of the stadium? What actually happens? Yeah, yeah, into the underpass, yeah. And, and it was good because we'd actually took the team to visit it on the Monday um, before the, the Saturday game just so that we didn't turn up like tourists on the Saturday <laughs> because, you know, I've been there as well when I played with Notts County and we went to Wembley and we visited the, you know, the day before and just so you understand what it looks like, you get the changing rooms and the environment and it eliminates that for players having to take photos and stuff on the day. I just want you to turn up and focus on the game and be really tuned into it, um, which is hard now with, with social media and yeah. phones and, and everything else. So you switch um, the phones off? Is there a point where, and I'll ask Stephen as well, do you have to switch the phone off? We tend not, yeah, no. we're not too strict with the players, but they, they kind of get the tone. They know that when the coaching group's in the dressing room that phones are, are yeah. probably never really to be seen. Um, there's that level of respect. But yeah. as I say, they enjoyed it and the bus brilliant arriving underpass. It, it was a real deal and it hopefully we'll be like that moving forward now. Stephen, does it make you nervous or just get you buoyed up for it? You've played there before. At, at Hamden yeah it was just turning up like a tourist I remember um, my first semi-final against Rangers yep. um, and you were St Mirren yeah St yep. Mirren yeah, and I remember everyone saying try and take it all in try and enjoy it so you go out on the pitch and you try to sneak in a picture and you get out for the warm up and you're waving to people and you're trying you end up I mean we were 1-0 down after 2 minutes and I says <laughs> see if I ever get back in this, yeah. this stage I'm never letting the occasion and mm -hmm. I'm not waving to anyone because uh, it ends up, I don't mean it, that was the reason we went 1-0 down, but it does go so quickly. It's such a big opportunity, especially for us on Saturday, that you don't want to let anything go by you. Everyone is thinking about it this weekend. Jota spotted today. <laughs> is this true in the brazen head? Just yards from the station here, from Go Radio. Was he trying to find so, Go Radio? Was uh, he trying maybe, to find, find his way in? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Jota, you spotted him? Yeah, I mean, it was all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, love to know the context of it. <laughs> uh, I love to see Ange Postacoglu's reaction when he sees Jota in a pub. Um, Give him a phone. to the game. See, it's Stephen McGinn here. You Do just you want hope, he, was, the game? hope yeah. he was meeting Ange down there. Eh? Exactly, what was going on? Where was he in the pub? Was he in the middle at the back on the wing? Where was he? Oh, no idea. Boom, boom. That was it. Sorry. <laughs> just seeing where he was. It's just bizarre, isn't it? But uh, picture with a glass Taking of water, of sights. course. Isn't it? But they have to go somewhere. It just seems uh, unusual to be... Uh, at a pub but I'm sure it's it, it was heard, water he's heard an awful lot about it and maybe. thought he'd go and check it out himself <laughs> what do you think of um, we're still to hear from the manager so that'll build up tomorrow as we head to the weekend including John McGlynn of course Billy Dodds last night with Craig Moore talking about it Andy Walker as well one of them went for Falkirk one of them went for Inverness one of them went for Rangers one of them went for Celtic and you can imagine who's who I just asked them uh, right away early on we're not going to ask you about your game Stephen everything focused on taking Falkirk to a final what about Sunday? Have they maybe played each other too many times? I know the answer is no. We're talking about Rangers Celtic, Leanne, but it just seems to be, you know, we're talking two days ago about the fixtures after yeah. the split and all the controversy about it. I know it probably yeah. takes a, a little bit away from it, I think, the fact that it's it's thick and fast and I don't think you get that same level of build-up. Maybe that's a good thing to a point that it, it then just becomes a norm and it's not overhyped beforehand, but... I think the big games you always want to feel there's, there's a bit of a build-up and I suppose if they hadn't drawn each other in the semi-final it, it would have prolonged um, to a point if they had both managed to get through at the final but it is what it is I, I don't think the scheduling helps to a point I know when the split comes as well 
those top six games <coughs> sorry, yep, come yep. thick and fast as well. Um, that was the idea of the split, was that you wanted the big teams, that you wanted more old firm games in a season. So I, I don't suppose we can complain too much about it. I see Martin O'Neill says that Kyogo Furuhashi, he's on the right track, he said, to become a Celtic legend. I don't think anyone would disagree, but admits it's too early to compare him to Henrik Larsson. Stephen McGinn? Yeah, I, th- I agree with the first bit. I think the second bit's really, really harsh. I think it's unfair to compare any Celtic striker to Henrik Larsson. You know, talking about a Champions League winner, I mean, absolute top top of the tree in terms of quality and, and everything at Celtic. But yeah, Kyogo, it's just the numbers. And the one thing accusation was about not turning up in the Rangers game. That was the, the noise that started to surround it. And just in this calendar year, he's got five um, in three games. So but by by a, a long way, the, the danger man for Rangers... Uh, get into Sunday's game, but it's fascinating to see how the the the, the injury news goes into the game because some real key players on both sides um, are, are doubts for the game. What's the word? Hatate is he going to make it? People it's, tend to think. What yeah. do you feel? Well, in terms of Celtic's cup final team, you would say Abada maybe misses out on it. But when you think of his history and the mm. fixture, he becomes a big player to maybe miss out. You've got Hatate unsure about Jota. There's obviously a noise around Cameron Carter Vickers and. Mm. The op and will he be okay coming through the game last week? Looks like he has, uh, and obviously Rio Hotati, who's been such a huge player for Celtic since the window, uh, since the World Cup, and then obviously Rangers. Connor Goldson yep. missed the last game, and you, and you saw the impact that had on Rangers. Huge miss, wasn't he? At Pataudry. Yeah, yeah, huge at Celtic Park Celtic as, well, as well. Yeah, yeah sure. two defensive yeah. errors on the day, and um, such it's a interesting lead. that Stephen, isn't yep. it? When you think of the criticism as well that Connor Goldson's had at times, and then the spell that he was out the team, and and then the run that they've been on with him in the team and then he's back out of the team and all of a sudden you've got mistakes creeping in it, it just probably shows the value that an individual actually has within a team that you don't always see at times and you don't understand what that impact looks like until you take them out mm-hmm. Leanne what's the word too early to say for example do you think Hatati's going to make it have you got a, a hunch given that you're no so idea to, no idea yeah. but I think he's probably the one that if you could have him fit and available he's mm-hmm. the game changer as well and, and just touching on Kyogo there he quite literally has been the difference between the, the sides and the old firm when you compare him yep. to Larson, it's probably really tough. But looking at his value this season between the sides, as much as Rangers fans can probably be critical of Rangers and, and the, the fact they've not got close to Celtic um, and that Celtic have got <laughs> the chess out and you know are, are dominating this fixture, Kyogo has had the say. He's had the ultimate say with the goals that he's scored. And for Rangers, of course, there's no clear-cut striker now, is there? I mean, you know, Morelos is there, but it's hours to go, really, isn't it? Days, probably, uh, with Rangers. His performance yeah. last weekend was... Was nothing short of ridiculous. Why do you think he's let it go so he was such a great player for Rangers? Comes down to mindset, Paul. I don't mm-hmm. think it can be anything else. You know, I think if you you know and ask Stephen as well about players that you play against, whether they're professional in mindset or not, for me that's what professional is. It's not about money, it's not about the, the big club that you play at, it's about how you conduct yourself and the way that you behave, regardless of what the situation is. And, and he looks to me just like a player that's no longer interested, you know, but and that, is quite mm-hmm. happy just to take the minutes if they're, if they're presented to him. But if I was Michael Beale this weekend, I would be seriously considering where Alfredo Morelos fits into that squad, let alone team. What would you do? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. Chance to win a signed Celtic top, I think we're doing first of all, after the break. And in an hour's time, you can win a Rangers one. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! 
Go Radio Football Show with Macklemotors, Paul Cooney, with Leanne Crichton, the former Scotland 72 international caps. She's with us here tonight and she's a motherwell player and coach. And she played at Hamden. How many minutes did you come on later in the game? Oh, I know 15 you... or something yeah. like that, Paul. Still, yeah. yeah. No, we were doing well. I yeah. ruined it. <laughs> Hardly. It was tight, wasn't it, I late in the game? I went, I went on yeah. with 15 minutes to go to try and get his further up the pitch and, and try and get a goal and we conceded I think within about five minutes maybe being on the pitch so I backfired <laughs> Steve McGinn with us as well of course getting ready for um, what's tomorrow's training session then or what's the, what's the plan heading for Hamden session tomorrow late yeah we'll do a last meeting hopefully a last meeting uh, on Inverness and then we'll go out to train and uh, go home for a couple of hours and then we'll meet up again at the hotel about half past six tomorrow night you can call them 0808 17 17 700. Well, as you heard last night, if you were listening or on the podcast as well, we're teaming up with Pristine Decor, the people who give your home or business premises a makeover inside and out. So we're giving away a signed Rangers top in the next hour or the chance to win it. And this hour, it's the current Celtic home strip plus £150 cash ahead of this weekend's derby. So... Each night, we'll have a fan on, someone on in a moment or two. You've got 45 seconds to answer as many questions about the club as you can, and whoever has the most by tomorrow night is going to win. Currently on top of the leaderboard is Kieran from Falkirk with three last night. So let's see how it's going to go for you, Dave, from Rob Royston. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, lads. How are you doing? And girls? Yeah, yeah. not too bad. Yeah. I'm girls. Easy, sorry. Dave, yeah. come on. Lads and lassies. Yeah. <laughs> right, Dave. We'll just go to the questions. You get 45 seconds, okay? And then yeah. we'll chat to you afterwards. So good luck okay, with it. Perfect. Okay, here we go. The time is going to start now. Who did Brendan Rogers succeed as Celtic manager? Ronnie Diver. Who has Celtic's only domestic defeat against this season? Which team? How many permanent Rangers manager has Ange Postacoglu faced as Celtic manager? Three. Which nationality is the former Celtic hero Lubomir Moravchik? Slovakian. Who scored after two minutes in Celtic's quarter-final win against Hearts this season? Kyogo. Who is Celtic's current number nine? Oh. How many Scottish Cups did Celtic win during the 90s? One. Who is Celtic's all-time record goalscorer? Henrik Larson. Which club is Celtic keeper Vasilis Barkas currently on loan with? Matisse. Okay, so I'll tell you how many you've got right. So the first one, I think you've done really well. In fact, I'll tell you the first one. Who did Brendan Rodgers succeed as Celtic manager? You're absolutely right, Ronnie Dyla. The only domestic defeat this season was against St Mirren back in September, wasn't it? At the new Love Street. How many permanent Rangers managers has Ange played against? Three. You're absolutely right. Stephen Gerrard, GVB and now Michael Beale. Nationality, Lubomir Moravchik, Slovakian. You were absolutely right. Who scored after two minutes in the quarterfinal against Hearts this season? It was Aaron Moy. So do you remember that one now? Okay. Yeah. I do, I Celtic's number nine, Said Haksabanovic. I think that's tough as well. You were right about the Cups in the 90s. Peter Grant always tells us and bemoans the fact. Yep, one. Do you remember the game? Uh, 1995 against Airdrie. That was it. Scorer? Peter Van Hooydong. It was indeed. And Celtic's record, all-time record goalscorer. He's also Jimmy Britain. McGrory. Yeah, Jimmy McGrory. Do you know he's uh, still the record goalscorer in Britain they've gone about Harry Kane and all the rest I know he's a great striker 
It's Jimmy McGrory. McGrory. It's phenomenal, isn't it? And then uh, Barkas, he's at Utrecht. Ah, I knew he was in Holland somewhere. Yep. So, but listen, you've got five. I think that's brilliant. Leanne, isn't it? That impressive. Yep, good going. Yeah. Yep, really good. How did you get on, do you think, Leanne? Oh, terrible. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> uh, Stephen, what did you think? I, I think you got about seven, didn't you? I think I got yeah. all the questions, though. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, we checked it just during the break there with the, the two of them. So well done. So listen, you're in the lead. So whoever is on for tomorrow night, the Celtic fan, because uh, you've gone ahead of uh, last night's contestants. So listen, well done. You're just ahead of Kieran. What are you thinking about the games? At the, have you any feeling about Inverness against Falkirk? We know we've got the Bairns captain here, but any hunch what you uh, think will happen? I'd, I'd, I'd probably go for Falkirk. I think they've had the, the better results in the run to the final, but uh, I, I would probably lean towards Falkirk personally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to ask you, Leanne, what's, what do you think as well? Uh, cup football, it's hard to say. I mean, Inverness have been hot and cold in the league, haven't they? They've put a good run together, yep. probably at the right time of the season. They've gone from being in that bottom half of the championship table and, and they looked out of it at a point and they've put a brilliant run together. They've got themselves up at that top end, pushing for the playoffs and I'm sure they'll look forward to it. I think it'll be a brilliant occasion though for, for both sets of players. It'll be a hard one to call. I think they're two good teams, like to play football, they'll go about it the right way. Slightly different styles to a point, um, but no, I'm, I'm sure both sides will fancy it. And I think that's what you that's what you want if you've got an opportunity like these sides have to get to a final. Um, not a big cracker. Dave, Dave's right about the better results because Inverness have actually been beaten this year's Scottish Cup. Oh, which would be incredible by the way if they yeah. managed to get to the final it'll be one for the record books if it was indeed it was mentioned the other night we'd forgotten about Queen's that Park, the Queen's Park wasn't it yeah whoever got that wrong you, you <laughs> must feel for them um, <laughs> and what about Sunday then have you got a ticket are you going to the game I've got a ticket yeah I've gone to the game uh-huh. um, I don't like to try and predict these kind of games to be honest yeah. uh, I normally find them a bit of a jinx but uh, <laughs> I, any, any Celtic win would, would do me and what do you think about the post-split, um, the fixtures? So Hearts away a week on Sunday, Rangers away a week on uh, two weeks on Saturday, and then St Mirren at home on the 20th. W- were you disappointed it's so long before you are at home? Um, I, 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 you have to play these games anyway, so for yeah. me, it's just a case of getting the title wrapped up as soon as possible. We'll be able to celebrate the two home games anyway. I did think that, Leanne. Who would be the fixture fixer at the SPFL <laughs> it must be murdered because you've a got brave person, yeah, it? yeah, it's tough isn't it did you it get is, any thoughts on it no not really um, it is what it is I think it's you know the powers that be will make that decision um, I'm led to believe that it gets put into some sort of system and they, they bring themselves out by magic but I'm not overly convinced by that theory if I'm honest <laughs> great answer Leanne <laughs> do you have any thoughts on it not really <laughs> I know you could be here all day because clubs have got so many everyone's got competing interests Stephen so I think it is an impossible task yeah and I think obviously when you, when you think of, you, you could play a, one team once at home three times away the way it works it, it's never going to it's never going to keep everyone happy um, impossible to predict who, who are the top six teams who are the bottom six and when you play them obviously the police get involved in terms of the security of, of when the league and then with the delay and how long it takes to yep. work this out and then you think that um, Celtic could win the league while Rangers are still playing in Glasgow so it all seems a bit mental Last night Dave we had uh, Scott Brown was on the programme here I don't know if you heard him if not have a listen in the podcast he came on just after six o'clock but there was some great you know, 
chat with him, Andy Walker and Craig Moore. And he was kind of joking, saying about, you know, nine in a row and then the ten. But he said the fact that there was uh, there were no fans and it was a wee bit easier for, for the opposition. He did say it tongue in cheek, but um, I'm sure you'd want to say something to Scott Brown for the, what he did for your club. Oh, I, it, was, it was a pity he didn't get the goodbye he deserved, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I'm an absolute legend at the club and totally missed, I think, the middle of the midfield sometimes. But again, you need to blood new players, so Hattati and sure. McGregor in beside him is, is uh, a good enough midfield for us. You can go and thank him on the 18th of May. They'll be at the Hydro along with Michael Lustig and Callum McGregor and others. Who's your player of the year? Uh, I'd have to go for Kyogo. Um, for me, it's between him and Carter Vickers. I think Carter Vickers has done excellent to show up Celtic's defence. He's one of the best defenders, I think. Probably the best is Virgil van Dijk. Um, but I'd go for Keogh mm-hmm. because his runs off the ball are fantastic and obviously his goal return has been excellent. Stephen, that's a big claim, but I think one that I can hear people nodding to. You can't hear somebody nodding, but saying, mm, I agree. Would you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Of course, you could make a case for Carter Vickers, Callum McGregor, Kyogo, even a couple outside like Hatate. Um, there's been so many. When you think of, when you pick of just a league, how hard it is to what who's been the best player in the league in terms of outperforming. But to, to just pick it at Celtic, imagine those, the, the players' player, just the, how close the vote must be because. In any other season, Kyogo runs away with it. When you think he's got such big competition, um, just shows you what a season they're having. Leanne, what do you think? I think McGregor. I, I don't ah, think I right. can see beyond um, Gal McGregor, and I, I get what the guys are, are saying as well. I think Kyogo and his goals return has been huge. I mentioned impact in the old firm matches. I, I, I do believe he's been the big difference. Um, Carter Vickers, probably an unsung hero to a point. Don't need to speak an awful lot about him at times because about his business quietly. But I just think McGregor's at the heart of, of everything that goes on. I think he protects the, the back line and probably makes their job a bit easier. And I think he sets the tone middle to front. I think his contribution and, and the impact that he has in games, the energy levels that he's shown, the fitness levels, the amount of touches and, and contributions that he has in every single game um, is so, so consistent. And probably if I was to weigh it up across the season, if I was in that dressing room and, and comparing it, I would probably look at other factors like that, how he leads the team and how he behaves and, and what he's like around the place that would probably just edge it for me. I bumped into the legend, Chick Young, this morning, who is the president of the Football Writers. So I tried to find out who thought it would be, but the voting is going on at the moment. It is going to be tight. It's, it's going to be one of the Celtic players, isn't it? It's going to be McGregor. I hear a lot of people speaking about him. Kyogo and Carter Vickers. Anyone else, Stephen? I think Mark O'Hara at your old club, St Mirren, is probably getting a number of mentions. Yeah, I mean, Mark O'Hara to score, I think it's 12 goals from midfield at St Mern. I played there for a number of years in midfield. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can go a season without getting 12 shots. So <laughs> 12 goals is uh, an amazing tally. Kevin Van Veen, yeah. I mean, he's chasing down Kyogo sure. in a team that's for a long spells in the season's really struggled, mm-hmm. um, having an amazing season. And I think it just shows you sometimes football can be as simple as when your striker is red hot when he's on form and leading the line away Kevin Van Veen is the rest of the, the rest of the game's easier for the rest of us do you know what I mean the whole point sometimes is to get the ball, ball to the front boys and the damage they can do so having a real good end to the season Kevin Van Veen you can understand why they're the most valued yeah. players aren't they why you pay the biggest price tag for them the ones that can score goals because it is it's a difference games are, are won and lost probably in both boxes I think a good goalkeeper um, and a good number nine makes a difference Van Veen has been outstanding for mother well Duke I think yeah. Aberdeen is yeah. another one had a really consistent season and at times when his side weren't firing 
in all cylinders as well. I think he was a consistent performer. Um, Mark O'Hara's his quality, his goals at the week at yeah. Ibrooks, frightening. Mm. Just, I, I don't know what you think of him as well, Stephen. What's the difference in him this season? Is it the armband, the captaincy that's perhaps just gave him that wee bit more in terms of responsibility? I actually asked, uh, still close to a few people in at St Mern, and I said, What is, I mean, Mark O'Hara's always been athletically mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. He's always got about the pitch well. He scored a double against Rangers, obviously, in his Dundee days. But as you say, you go go to watch St Mern now and he's just a real leader. He looks as if he can do everything on the park. And and the feedback was that it has been the armband. It's mm -hmm. been that level of trust, the relationship. He's a local boy. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he's just loving being the St Mern captain and that feeling he's got of being the main man and it's just took him to a different level. So I'm sure he's one they'll be desperate to keep a hold of this summer. It's brilliant that though, isn't it? A lot yeah. of players would crumble under the pressure of an armband regardless of what club you're at or they overthink it, they just don't get it or it takes the focus away from their own performances but now he's went up a, a level or two. He's been brilliant this season. So Dave, what's going to happen Sunday? What's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go 3-1. 3-1 Celtic. And Kyogo is going to get goal number 30? Do you reckon? He's, it, is, it is phenomenal, I, isn't it? I, I, I reckon that he's he's got the head, the mentality for the, the big occasion. So I reckon he'll get at least one of the goals. But risk for you with Rangers, you know, you're not discounting that Rangers will beat you at some point. Um, not so far this season. Came close just a few weeks ago. What do you feel? I, I like again. They're no far. They're no far off um, getting a result. I, I don't think it'll be on the on Sunday though. I think maybe maybe next season a few more signings for them and see how Michael Beale gets. I feel I feel pre-season see how they go, but I would I would I would expect Celtic to win on Sunday. And what do you hope to see for next season? Champions League coming again automatically. And um, where do you need to add? Because you know Ange's like, and the Celtic fans they will want more. Yeah, um, I probably I, it's it's hard to say. Kobe Ashley has made enough game time for me to see yeah. if he's what sort of level he's at as a centre back. So um, and. As much as he's probably the best improved player at Celtic, Greg Taylor, I think a more solid left back is needed. Um, obviously, Kieran Tierney was a, a class above, so someday that ilk would be appreciated. But again, he's £25 million, so I don't see Celtic spending that money. That's English money, isn't it? And uh, well, Kieran Tierney, we talked about it at the top of the show. It's, it's uh, crazy that he's not playing at the moment. Leanne, where will Celtic, do you think, strengthen for next season? It might depend who goes as well. Yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. Um, I think you could see one for, for each area of the pitch. Mm -hmm. Defensively, another midfielder and another player up top. Um, but the strength and depth that they've got just now is is frightening. But I do think it will depend if they, if they lose one or two and, and that might happen because there's got to be teams across Europe looking at the squad and, and certainly the job that Ange Postacoglu has managed to do. And Abad has been mentioned a few times, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, he might go, I think, uh, right wing's a potential position they might look at. I think uh, Dyson Maida, uh, Jota and Haksibanovic are all at the most comfortable on the left wing. I think Haksibanovic has struggled the last few weeks at right wing. Um, obviously, the goalkeeping situation, I think that splits fans down the middle. I think the grass isn't always greener, as it proved after uh, Fraser Foster left with, yeah, with Barkas sure. coming in. Mm -hmm. So, you know what you're getting with Joe Hart, been a major signing for Celtic on and off the park. Um, but he can't go on forever um, and, and I know some fans are thinking we might need to freshen up that position at, at some point but um, the left back to be fair to Greg Taylor they've, they've signed Bernabe for three, three, four yeah. million, yeah. And, and he's won that he's won that you know what I mean Bernabe's really struggled for game time and I just think it shows you great. Greg Taylor followed an almost impossible situation with Kieran Tierney Kieran Tierney a local boy Celtic fan he was the one that held the microphone up to speak 
to sing the fans. He's fitted in brilliantly at Celtic and honest, all credit to him because that, that wasn't easy what he's done. Dave, th- thanks very much for calling us. Last fan standing. We'll find out tomorrow night if you're winning the £150 and a signed Celtic top this season's strip courtesy of our friends at Pristine Decker. Thanks very much, Dave. Thank you. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, Leanne. You were going to jump in there, quite rightly. I was going to say Greg yeah. Taylor. He's been outstanding. Yeah. And it's not even that he's, he's come in and just managed to fit in or, or shown he's got better. Get better and better. And when it comes to that player's player vote, Greg Taylor's surely got to be one of those players that players within the dressing room recognise the job that he's managed to do and the difference that he makes in the team. Um, and it's a shame because it will be that position as well that folk go, you know, I think we need to strengthen. But he's outstanding. Week in, week out, he's outstanding. And he keeps Burnaby out of the team. So, And you've got reinforcements there as well. And I think you've got another couple of players that probably could switch, you know, whether Alistair Johnson could go to the left or not. And, and you can deploy other players on that right-hand side. But no, what a season Greg Taylor's had. Just seeing on Sky there, there's your brother, John, who created that goal the other night. You must be so pleased for him. We're going to take a break. Stephen McGinn is with us just two days before Scottish Cup semi-final number one. And Leanne Crichton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show heading towards the weekend. We're on tomorrow night as well from five. And every night, thanks for making the switch and thanks for all the downloads. Millions of you have been making sure you catch up on the podcast. Not millions every day, Leanne. I'll not get that uh, claim, but it's great. More and more people tuning in. Great to have you back on. How's the family? We always check. How's your nan? How's she doing? Family are yep. good. Family are good. As I say, they had a nice weekend last weekend yep. um, at Hamden. Yep. My nana didn't make it right enough. She wasn't feeling up to it. Um, but no, she's she's good. She's doing okay. Spent a, a day with her midweek there and keep no, well she's keep me in my toes actually she'll be tuned in tonight I hope she's uh, she's got the iPad fired up and she likes Go Radio she's missed it to be fair she, yeah. she listens to it as well when I'm not on it but she she does enjoy it when we're getting a bit of banter and she'll love the shout out that's great it's great to hear Nana your family some of them tune in as well your yeah. family yeah, yeah I know they're football crazy yeah, my wife and my wee girl were listening. So Excellent. They weren't happy when I said they wouldn't be waving at hand. <laughs> uh, <so. yeah. laughs> oh, you must surely. You, Make an exception. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're all coming. Not a lot of them have been to folk up this season, but they're all coming this week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're all down at Villa Park and <laughs> uh, all that. Showing, yeah. their, showing their true colours, eh? <laughs> Dully big time. Yeah. <laughs> Can't blame them, mind you. Can no, you? I know. Sorry, I know. To be yeah. fair, when you're a McGinn, you're used to hamdering yeah. it. It's just no, that. no me. So. I have to ask you a key question about your brother, though. What's the haircut? What's, what's happened this season? Leanne was asking That's as well. This. I brought back the meatball, the original, where his nickname come from, but it's a wee bit more of a professional cut since he's uh, been down the Premier League. John McGinn, of course, helping them uh, the other day to... Well, European Flying football's going to happen, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's great to see. Great to see. They've got a good team. They have got a good team. Um, I enjoy watching them as well, and John's always one. All the Scottish players, you want to see them doing well, and they're up there fifth, isn't it? They're now yep, in the, yeah, the Premier League. I think they've played a couple more games right enough than a few of the teams round about them, but we know how competitive that league is. Yeah, John raves about the manager. He says it just says a genius. Who not, Emery? And you think sometimes that he spell at Arsenal and he was almost just mocked for trying to speak yeah. his English and and he's like a god in Spain. I think he's won eleven major trophies overall and and you think of what he's he's did so far at Aston Villa. It's honestly a, just just in the form table since he's come in, I think he's 20 games in and he, he's sitting third and it's only a few points behind Arsenal and Man City. So just an amazing job he's done. We're quite ignorant really, aren't we? You know, often, not all of us, but people can be, oh, because they've... I mean, look at his 
English compared to any of our Spanish, I'm sure, is uh, so much better, but phenomenal there. Uh, Man City are probably, well, they are going to win it now, aren't they, there? Cup final, Man City against Man United, but we're more interested here in the cup final here. Leanne, I wonder what it's going to be. Is it going to be Falkirk against Rangers? Falkirk Celtic? Inverness against Celtic? Inverness against Rangers? It's going to be a bit special. And it's great for the clubs as well, not to minimise. I mean, for your club, for Falkirk, this is hundreds of thousands of pounds, I would imagine, in the semi-final, maybe even seven figures. Well, it depends who you're speaking to. And I was uh, <laughs> discussing the bonus. Yeah. I, at one point, it sounded as if we were making a loss. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah. at the start of the season, came into the club and a lot of the, the chat was one more year and then we need to look at hybrid model or part-time. And, and you, you think of the, the history of Falkirk and the size of the club, about how scary I thought that is. And one thing, we've been this year as a good cup team. We, we won our group. Hibs were in our early cup group stage and we, we won that group so that was a big help to the club at the time and then the journey we've won the Scottish Cup has uh, hopefully put a lot of that um, that noise to bed and, and helped the club financially so um, if we can take that step closer then um, it will obviously help us moving forward The thing is the beauty of the cup is the luck of the draw as well and, and you hear a lot of fans looking at it and going oh but who have you played to get there and, and whatever it might be who cares? Yeah. The reality yeah. is that's the draw that's who you were told you had to beat and you've managed to go and do that and at times there was probably a few sticky moments I even think back to the last round when we were at Falkirk against Ayr and the opportunities late on in the game and then you managed to go over the line and, and how much it means to the players and you still need to go and do your job um, what's the mindset Stephen with the players ahead of the semi-final and the reality of if you get to the final it being against one of the old firm yeah I mean you get into that quarter-final and just a, just a pure chance that you're thinking, right, Celtic are Rangers, 67%. We're, we're going to get one of them if we, we win. So let's win the quarterfinal and have a big day, at, have a go in the semi-final. Then all of a sudden it becomes Inverness and it's it's like, we, we can play well here and win. We can actually get to the Scottish Cup final. I mean, we could play well against Celtic Rangers. Of course you could win, but you, you would have to, a lot of things going in your favour, they would obviously have to have a major drop-off. But, getting into this you think we can play our best this is our game we could win it was, it's funny you're talking about the luck of the draw I remember uh, the very first round that we entered the cup um, going a walk to the Kelpies we must have won on the Saturday because there was no crisis meeting we got a walk to the Kelpies <laughs> and a bait and roll so yeah. um, sauce brown sauce or tomato brown brown okay and uh, Leanne tomato tomato okay. I, won't, I won't judge Stephen yeah. you're looking you. at the draw right yeah. and uh, I remember thinking anything but wick away <laughs> anything I mean, we might not get that far in the Scottish Cup yeah. he's a home game against yeah. someone then we'll play a Premier League team and uh, Wick away comes out and uh, who'd have thought I mean when that comes out you're thinking that's the start of the journey it could potentially end at a Scottish Cup final so I feel bad for um, wishing it away when I did and it's amazing that's part of the journey as well when you look back over those games and even the travel and how much time the players would have spent together and how they've brought the team closer together and you get to know each other a bit better so it does add it adds to your season um, but not but some finale you know if you can go and do the job on Saturday and, and sign off the season with a Scottish Cup final and I don't think any player regardless of that mindset whether it's Rangers or Celtic you face or Inverness on Saturday of course but you don't ever think you're going into a game to get beat regardless of how good the opposition is and um, it is just about that psyche of course you need the stars to align in many different ways at times to, to get the result um, but no it's brilliant we should get his manager on John McGlinchon we 
see what he's saying about Stephen and the team I've ahead of it. We'll maybe get audio with him and Billy Dodds, whom you work with quite a lot as well. Yeah. What's imagine. he been like yeah. actually this week, yeah. manager? Because he, he seems like he's quite high energy and across everything. Has he been able to relax at all? Well, or is it... for, honestly, after their game for two or three weeks, we couldn't win a game. We, 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 we know. We couldn't score a yeah. goal. It was just for whatever reason and uh, we were all getting annoyed with each other because everyone's standards had dropped but we played well on Saturday scored four goals so he's relaxed training's been as good as it's been since I've been to the club and he's been delighted with that I think that's what we spoke about when the semi-final comes round I think we'll go again and hopefully it's been the start of what could be a special week If you want to speak to Stephen or Leanne 0808 17 17 700 or join the conversation at Go Football Show Some of the headlines today Nikolai Raskin He's been saying Rangers have to win the Scottish Cup this season, so they have to win against Celtic at the weekend because he feels his side, his new side, are not far from Celtic. What do you think? And Celtic themselves are reported to be uh, looking at a prolific Greece-based striker. His name is Levy Garcia, a Trinidad and Tobago international. He's at Olympiacos. So always looking for more players to options uh, up front. Obviously, they've got O as well. We haven't seen that much of O, but his manager, his international manager... <laughs> Says he's impressed. Yeah, and he's probably, he's done okay. I think it's tough, isn't it, when you come in, he's a young player as well, and when you compare him to the other signings that Celtic have had that have hit the ground running and that score goals and, and are ruthless and clinical, he's probably not quite hit that same level mm. yet, but I do look at the attributes that he's got and the types of areas and positions that he gets himself in. He's probably missed some good chances, but it would be more of a concern if he wasn't getting into those areas. I think that comes down to confidence and consistency and a bit of belief as well. Maybe he's putting a bit too much pressure on himself. Um, but no, I think any good team you want to strengthen when you're when you're strong as well and add to that. And I've got no doubt that Celtic will be certainly looking to do that as well. Rangers, it's going to be a big summer, I think, for both sides. Stephen, do you know much about Levy Garcia? No, first I've heard of him. I would say on the O um, situation... Yeah. Mm. I think he's got the luxury of, obviously with the form of Kyogo and Celtic's league position, I think he is, he's been able to have this period since January to, to bed in, pick up minutes, pick up the odd goal, the odd good performance. But I think from the summer onwards, there'll be more serious judgment of him as a Celtic player. I think if Celtic were a point ahead or behind in the league on Saturday and he misses that chance, the 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 fallout from that might have been a much higher than it has he, he missed a good chance I think he should take but um, always forgiven because of the, the league position of course it's the time of the year when we'll hear new names for next season Garcia of course playing for AEK Athens and scoring uh, against Olympiacos at the weekend well we'll find out it's that time of the year isn't it I see something breaking today there are uh, reports that Jim Goodwin what a job he's doing at Dundee United Leanne three wins in a row that he's being tracked by two League One clubs from England yeah, but well, listen, he's managed to do a, a decent job. Um, he's went in there and, and the job to do is to guarantee Dundee United survival. Um, three good results, three straight wins as well, which is good for any side, I think, at this stage of the season. And I'm sure, you know, Jim Goodwin's built up a reputation now that there might be the odd club looking at him, but I've got no doubt that if he was offered the, the Dundee United job on a permanent basis that that would be his first pick come the summer um, so you'll, you'll need to hope that the results keep up and as I say that Dundee United survive because they're a big club and they fought tooth and nail to get themselves back into the top flight um, and I think the fan base expect them to be there as well but it was interesting even his comments the other week with regards to a, a kind of mini pre-season that he, he's given the players and that they weren't fit when they went in and the players accepted that they weren't fit and 
football's just such a fickle business Isn't at it? times and it's strange as well because if that was the standard before you wonder why so many people accepted it yeah. you know and it cost people their jobs at the end of the day it's been the strangest season, hasn't it, Stephen? So what about, is he doing a, a Barry Robson that he's getting the bounce, ironically? Yeah, but on, on the fitness, I, I think under previous managers, um, before Jack Ross's time, Sports Science uh, led the fitness and a bit different from um, how usually um, teams run with, with the managers are just totally in charge of all the fitness side of it. I think the Sports Science led how often they could train and we had a player came on loan from Dundee United early in the season and he went in his first big run for us and he ruptured his hamstring out for the season. So, so really it was left to the sports scientists at Dundee United rather than the management? Yeah, yeah. Well. so I think that's been the case for the last couple of years. I don't know if it's changed under Jim. I'm sure I've worked under Jim. He's very into his fitness. We worked really hard at St Mern in, in my time there and I'm sure he'll be back to, to that. And I've no doubt that Jim will be trying to get the Dundee United job. He was um, fortunate, falling on from the Aberdeen job, that he's mm. able to go to another big club and... He'll be hoping to keep Dundee United up and start to build for the future. Liam Fox won't be loving that, will he? You know the well, No, he won't, but he's doing okay. Oh, he's sure in is, at Aberdeen yeah. and yeah. certainly they've got a good run sure. now as yeah. well. So I'm sure he's he's going on to learn and we'll look back in his time at Dundee United and he'll be better for it. Sometimes those are the, the toughest moments at the time, but certainly the ones that you take the most from. But no, with the same group of players and you put that run together, similarly Barry Robson at Aberdeen as well. You go and put that type of run together as well with changing the manager and he's doing a Stuart Kettle well, isn't he? That's it. You know, yeah, Stuart, down I know, the, I know. The table. Which yeah. you don't always get, but I suppose when you look at it this season, most clubs have, have kind of had that manager bounce. Um, Chelsea will be wishing that they had the same when you look at the run that absolutely Lampard's put together. Good time to break for the news. Then we're back. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! You can speak to Leanne Crichton, Paul Cooney and Stephen McGinn in the next hour, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's the Scottish Cup semi-final weekend. Kicks off 12.15 on Saturday at the National Stadium. Falkirk against Inverness, Cali Thistle. Stephen, who's the home team? I think we are. Right, OK. I, I don't know how it works, but I think we are. This time. I've never been in the home dressing room. Have you never? No, no never, no. Because you came, obviously, when you were playing against Queen's Park. I think and Queen's also, Park I've played Queen's Park I've played Cups uh, of Samirin been yeah. at Hibs a few times it's always been a way dressing room so looking forward to it Leanne 24 hours later or so it's Rangers against Celtic or Celtic against Rangers at uh, the 1.30 kick-off Scottish Cup semi-final and I didn't realise until earlier in the week that Rangers always take the home dressing room at uh, Hamden when they're up against Celtic Barry was telling is us Is that right? Is that... What would you know about Scottish Cup semi-finals they... and finals? Yeah. So how did he get to decide that then? I don't know. Seems to be when is it's the, when it's Celtic players? Rangers, Rangers Celtic. Yep, that's or the that. clubs obviously right. just have yep. that agreement. Yeah, because normally it's just first out the the hat. I think in terms of the draw is effectively the home team. I think that's how it worked last weekend with us. We were the away side, 
Um, but no, fair enough if that's what the, the clubs have got. They've been actually done up recently as well. Ah. A lot better. Um, a wee cosmetic lift. Good. Um, but well, no, it was it was looking the, the the stadium in general was in really good nick. Key um, question: Are they as good as Darvel, for example? No, Darvel's got a great dressing room. Yeah, no, it? brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, what a, what a job yeah. they've managed to do there. Um, no, certainly modernised, and I think every stadium now is, is trying to get better with that, with the facilities and how it looks, isn't it? Um, we're probably a bit pretentious at that now, footballers that we like nice, comfy yeah. seats and nice lockers and whatever. But no, Hamden was looking good, so it won't matter whether you're the the home dressing room or either. They're very similar. I'm just surprised you didn't know that. What thought, about Rangers with the home dressing room? Just, yeah. I just, on all my years of going to Hamden, just that's the Rangers end, that's the Celtic end, and with it yeah. being the dressing rooms. Sure, I, well, I knew the ends obviously. I know, but, but the dressing the rooms, rooms obviously. Right, I just, it's okay. almost like yeah. cut in the middle. That's Celtic's half, that's Rangers half. You'll go far, young Stephen McGinn here in the Go Radio Football Show. Um, James has been on um, asking, what do you think? What's your lineup? James in Ruckhill is asking, what's your lineup for? Celtic against Rangers at the weekend. Leanne, have a have a think. Yep. Stephen, for you too. The managers the other day weren't saying much about it. They were asked, you know, what about the game coming up uh, this coming weekend? But neither of them were giving anything away at all. No different. I mean, it's uh, it's not like our training needs to change. Our training's good. Uh, we'll analyse it, review it, look at our wounds um, and get ready for a big game. That was him after the 1-1 draw with Motherwell. Uh, Rangers at Petordry, the 2-0 defeat. And afterwards, the manager was asked about Celtic in the Cup semi-final. Well, I think next week we'll just take care of itself because it's a huge game. It's a, it's a derby. Our team hopefully will be different by one or two players as well, but it's a complete different way the game will be played. So, Rangers, how do you think they're going to line up? With, obviously, injury worries on Jack. He's out, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, is he a definite? He's yeah. pretty much like it. Unless suddenly, and it has been known, people suddenly are better, but Jack looks doubtful. Goals I think Golden is, yeah. is a big one, isn't it? Whether he's fit or not. Um, I'm sure Rangers fans will be desperate for him to declare himself fit. And if he's fit, I think he'll start alongside Suter. Um, I don't think Ben Davies has really painted himself in glory, I would need to say. I think in possession and out, out of possession at times he, he looks as if he struggled particularly last weekend at Aberdeen Has he lost confidence maybe? Perhaps maybe just the change in that centre back yeah, pairing sure. might have something to do with it as well and, and that might be something that the manager would consider when, when selecting his team whether he would stick with Davies and bring Goldson back in and, and perhaps they two complement each other better but certainly when you look at individual performances just now if I was to pick Suter or, or Davies I would probably go Suter okay. I think yeah. the, the two full back areas for Rangers picks itself yeah. middle of the pitch is, is probably up for debate um, when you look at I think Raskin will start I think Tillman will start whether he's you know in there in that 10 position or if he plays off a side but um, by Raskin Cantwell Tillman I would imagine Morelis is the big one, isn't mm. it? Because I honestly don't think, based on last week's performance, that he's anywhere near it. Um, in the debate, actually, that I had last midweek when we were speaking about these games, is could Tillman, maybe not necessarily this weekend, could you see him higher up in a nine position? Could you? Because I think when they speak about him across Europe, they talk about him as being this brilliant young number nine in attacking and in forward player. So it might be something that Michael Beale needs to look at in terms of getting his side up the pitch and, and carrying that threat. Um, huge game to do that Kent, though, huge yeah. loss as well. Um, he's going to be another one that I'm, I'm sure they'll roll the dice with later on in the week. It just shows you for all the, the criticism that, that Ryan Kent receives as well and his numbers and his assists and goals. He's out the team at the weekend and 
they don't win the game and yeah. I'm not saying it was the reason no. that they didn't win the game but when you take two key players like Golden and Kent out of your team um, it has a huge impact so I think Michael Beale's got a few decisions to make to be honest I probably couldn't call that I think if there was more opportunities or more options sorry in that nine position Morelis would find himself out of the team but I've actually got a feeling that Michael Beale might have his hands tied with that one I think he might have to play him yeah yep. Stephen what's your thoughts on the Rangers team? I thought since the game at Celtic Park the Rangers would line up in a very similar way obviously with the, with the addition of Connor Goldson I thought for 25-30 minutes last week I thought Malik Tillman and Todd Cantwell were excellent um, I, I said before Malik Tillman I can't make my mind up I'm, I'm, it's like a roller coaster with him and, and his performance last week confirmed that again honestly for, for 30 minutes I thought the two of them were, were top drawer and then when the game starts to swing with, with, with the first goal, they get overrun. Um, they look as if they they can't even have any influence on the game. But I think, uh, as Leanne said, I think Ryan Kent and Connor Goldson are worth the gamble. I think they'll both play. Um, I think from the Celtic Park team, obviously I've got Connor Goldson in for John Souter. Just on the basis, I agree with Leanne. Me personally, I think Souter's been better than Davis, but just with the left side, with Goldson back onto the right, I think John Lindstrom will come in for Ryan Jack in a straight swap and um, Morelos leading the line. I think Morelos, I get, I get Morelos, but I think with the set, Rangers' chance of winning Sunday, I think, comes down to set pieces. If they can get their set pieces right, I think that's how they can hurt Celtic. And Morelos was a major threat to Celtic at set pieces at Celtic Park. Um, Connor Goldson and um, John Souter and Ben Davis took the Celtic centre-halves away and they seemed to find Morelos with the same corner two or three times. I think it's a something they work on um, and he obviously scored in the in the cup final early in the season so I think he plays um, just in front of Kent uh, Malik Tillman and Todd Cantwell and what's your Morales does that make you rethink it Leanne think he was he was a handful in the box and Rangers thought they should have had a penalty no he was yeah and I think if you get Alfredo Morales in a mood that he fancies it then he can cause teams problems and, and absolutely cause Celtic problems even if it is from, from those set piece areas and Stephen's right it is a, a huge asset that Rangers have got um, I think Celtic will know that and they'll be wary of that and how you go about it and how you deal with it but it will come down to what the manager thinks based on performance and, and what he's given him so far again Kent whether he, he's fit or not will be the big one Arfield is probably a player for me I think that's actually probably been unfairly um, left out at times and I think he gives you that late run gives you a wee bit more of a threat um, and carries something a bit different Sakala again blows hot and cold another one but actually when you look back to the earlier old firm games this season he's probably been one player that, that carries a threat and, and Stephen will probably agree I think when you play against any team that have got that type of pace and he's unpredictable that it's really hard to work out what the ploy is at times with Sakala because he's so off the cuff yeah. um, which can he, be can be a real issue his chance at Pataudry I mean the touch is world class yeah. and and he almost doesn't even get a shot away it's almost uh, mm -hmm. it's almost like he doesn't make contact yeah. with the ball in terms of calling it a shot um, and I think that's fashion Sakala in a nutshell the touch and then the, the lack of finish here's Rab on the line we'll get the Celtic line up from both of you in a moment Rab good evening uh, good evening, guys. How are you doing? Good evening. Yeah, Hi, Rab. Yeah, Rab. yeah, pretty good, Rab. We're just talking about potential lineups for this weekend. Um, what did you want to ask? And what do you feel about this game three days away? Uh, Paul, see, to be honest with you, yeah. I'm not actually wanting to talk about potential lineups for this weekend. I think 
the, the way Rangers are the now, potential line, it, it's it's just a potential lineup. It's like take your pick. It's like a lucky bag, isn't it? But you know, it's like is he better than him? Is he better than him? I don't know who's first and who's second in certain positions. Like, do you know? Just if you know, you tell me. Yeah. Well, what do you want to ask us then, Rab? Right, on you go. Yeah, yeah. S- sorry, Paul. I'm, That's okay. I'm, I'm you're, you're fine, Rab. Yeah, sorry, Paul. It's okay. On you go. So what do you want to ask? Uh, sorry, Paul. What, what, he, what I wanted to ask uh, was, see, see what's happening now with, with Rangers? Yeah. My team, it's like, honest, it's, it's like a lucky back here. It's like, right. why are you mm. be going into the, the championship that, Players that can he get is it Dowell or something for Norwich? I don't I can't pronounce his name. Kieran Dow, yeah. And another guy for QPR and mm-hmm. we're picking the guys like why are we doing that? That's what Aberdeen or something should be doing. No us. If we want to win the league, do you know what? I don't know how much money we've got. At least by one great player that makes a difference. You don't certainly and, sound rab like you're filled with confidence. Is that kind of how you're feeling just now, just with the the personnel then that you're alluding to? Do you think Rangers should have a almost a team that picks itself then that the the eleven players are standouts? No, did you know what you you come in you've told me what I'm thinking? No, I'll she, tell you what I'm thinking. Okay, on you go. No, 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 please, Paul, please. I'll tell you what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that we're Rangers and we deserve better. I think we need to get like a, at least one player that makes a difference. See, see if we keep buying guys like for championships. Not listen, championships are great league. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this, but who are we picking for here? Guys right. that can't get in the main team. There's a guy for QPR, right? That but I, I don't know their name. Sorry, Paul. Chris Willett. Right. Yeah, Chris Willett. Yep. Let Stephen wants to answer your your question. Rab, yep. I just see, see for months. I mean, especially under Gio Van Bronckhorst, there's been a lot of chat of who's making the all these signings for Rangers. Mm-hmm. See Kieran Dow and Chris Willock. That suggests to me that the manager of Rangers is making the signings. Yeah. Kieran Dow, uh, Michael B worked as a youth coach at Liverpool for years. He, Kieran Dow came through at Everton. He's someone he'd have known about for years and years down there. Chris Willock is someone he worked with this season. So these are players that he knows well. So whether you think they are good enough for Rangers or not, as you, as your opinion that we're not thinking for you, but. This this says to me that the manager's making the signings and he believes they're good enough to make an impact to Rangers. Yeah. Rab, does that give well, you some confidence then? Because he knows these players. No. 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 Listen, I know I, I I go and watch Paul United, right, my local team. Yeah. Uh, I know players that are good and I go, I have to trust him. He's not going to come into Rangers and do a job. Mm. Right? We're talking about we. We're, we're actually having to compete now. And, and you know, see this, uh, mm-hmm. everything's all these free transfers. I hope that these free transfers are like squad fillers. But you don't need squad, squad fillers now, do they? Rangers need to get players. And the manager said that, Leanne. They need four or five players who will be first team regulars. Well, Rab, if you were to sign one player, you said that you're looking for one player. What area of the pitch would it be? What type of player are you looking for at Rangers? I, I want a creator. Yeah. And no, not just one player. I want a creator and I want somebody to uh, be in front of the back four. I think we're desperately need somebody like a protector in front of the back four. A what? defensive midfielder. Don't ask me who because... That's not your job, you're right. Sure. Yeah, I know, I get your point, Rab. Is Raskin that... 
man. Well, in January, the, the two positions you just mentioned, they've signed uh, Raskin and they've signed Todd Cantwell. Yep. They're both. Are they not boys that have impressed you? Rab, do you not think they've made Rangers better? But do you know what? We need to play, play them right. See, Raskin, I think Raskin comes under the description that he, he can play a lot of uh, areas, and that's maybe no good. Just give him an area in the pitch and say, concentrate on that. And I don't want Raskin to be the guy at the back. Raskin's quite good, in my opinion. I don't know about yours. I think Raskin can be a forward thinking player. I don't know. Where would you play him on the pitch? Stephen? I think. Yeah, where would you play him? Well, Michael Beale under, under Stephen Gerrard's way of kind of playing, he always had the kind of two sitting midfielders, um, sometimes with the two forward players in front. But he seems to have identified Raskin as one of the two that always sit. So... I don't, I don't know enough. I've, I'm, I've seen as much as you, Rab. I'm watching him in the, in the games. He's impressed me at times. I thought he struggled last week at Petodre in that area. I thought Aberdeen were really competitive in that area. But he's definitely showed a lot of a signs that he can make Rangers better. And just from the evidence, I don't believe that Michael Beale's going to play him further forward. And Leanne, what about Cantwell? He's had a fair bit of game time. And do you feel he's been impressive? I think he looks good. Yeah, yeah I think he looks good. Um, I don't think the the Rangers side as a whole complement each other that well at times. Um, I'd agree with Rab. I don't think at times there's a standout or there's a, a player that says, I'm definitely a starting player. Um, but I think he's, he's certainly shown signs. I think technically he looks good. I think he can give you that wee bit different uh, middle to front. He looks to me like he works hard. Again, I'm only going off of what I see week to week and I don't sit and watch 90 minutes of Rangers every week um, unless I'm in the studio and yeah, I'm blessed sure. with covering that game um, but I think there's there's bits of him that you can see that we'd be probably a bit more quality around him then that would enhance his capabilities as that type of player that can unlock a defence but as I say I don't think the balance is right I think the injuries just now are certainly hindering Rangers as well um, Raskin looks a good addition I think he's a young player bags of potential, good engine on him, technically good, gets himself about the pitch. I don't think the midfield midfield three at times complement one another. I think Lundstrom comes in at times, it unsettles that. I don't think the balance looks good. You've asked Tillman to play in there as part of a three. I think he's better higher up the pitch. Um, so there's bits like that. I think Michael Beale needs to work out what his strongest 11 is. What does that look like? But I do think that Raskin and Cantwell and Tillman, if they were to invest in him, would be three players that would make Rangers better. Rab, thanks very much for calling. They will be listening. The days, though, of going to sign a, a marquee striker or whatever, it's kind of gone, isn't it? You know, Celtic have gone into markets that we didn't know any of the names, did we? A Kyogo, Hatati. I, I don't think we can afford the marquee striker. Yep. I think it's the type of signings. I mean, Jackie Marcus, in terms of being top goal scorer mm. in the Eredivisie, maybe a bit as close as we'll ever get. I think um, it's a lot of hard scouting that's going to go into finding these strikers that are ready made. 25 goal season strikers Eredivisie you like saying that don't you Big John Hartson was always saying that about Jukamakis but it's true isn't it that those days have gone when they were sp spending 10, 11, 12 million on, on players at Rangers and at Celtic you know some big money as well 20 years ago when was Neil Lennon 6 million pounds then and yeah. I mean, I know they have spent that on Carter Vickers mm -hmm. and Jota, but there's not going to be many six, seven, eight million pound players coming to Rangers no. or Celtic. No, I don't think so. And that's where you need to be smart, isn't it? With your yep. recruitment and Rangers look to me that they're not one dimensional with the signing policy, but I think it, it seems to be that same type of players. Celtic at, at points have probably dipped into different types of markets to go and find those players. And you've got to cast your net a bit wider now, I think, when Scottish football's in, in Morelos, the state of sin. Morelos was. Um, I think Jonathan Johansson 
he tipped Rangers mm-hmm. off about yeah. him a million pound yeah. what he's gave I think the problem with Morelos is there has never really been anyone else that's came in and, and, and made him fight for that jersey I, I know Cholax had a decent yeah. season but he seems to have kind of fallen away um, he's Rangers, got a new agent as well yeah, yeah, Rangers are going to need another uh, one up their sleeve like a Morelis for the future and I think that probably Rangers were caught up in Alfredo Morelis the player and didn't look too much into the business model that they were actually deploying if Rangers had brought Alfredo Morelis in for the price tag that they did he then contributed exactly what he did and they were able to ma- move him on for 7, 8 plus million 10 million whatever it was that, that was floated um, a season and a half ago it would have been a brilliant bit of business but the reality is that he will now leave the club as a free agent, as will Ryan Kent, £7 million paid, and will walk away from the club um, as a free agent. So I think when you look at that business investment, it's not been a great one. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Score Radio Football Show. It's time for a Rangers fan to come on and join us and potentially uh, win. He'll find out in the next 24 hours a brand new Rangers top for this season signed by the first team and also £150 because Pristine Decor who give your home or business premises a makeover inside and out are giving away the very same. A Rangers top from this season plus £150 cash. And so tonight we have on the line now Gavin uh, that was last night wasn't it Rangers fan was Gavin um, and it's James from Pollock who's joining us now uh, three points Gavin got last night James good evening thanks for joining us hello James how are you doing yeah good how are you not bad not bad yourself excellent you're sounding quite chipper yeah good Leanne's in good form so too is Stephen looking fairly relaxed uh, ahead of the, his cup semi-final on Saturday shall we go for it do you think you can beat three I'm hoping I beat three. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't be uh, going for it. Right, so, 45 seconds, you know how it's going to work. Answer as many as you can. If you're not sure, just say pass, okay? No problem at all. Here we go, James and Pollock. 45 seconds. Which nationality is the former Rangers player Nuno Capucho? Pass. What club did Rangers sign their most expensive player Tory Andre Flo. Where did he come from? James. Which manager did Rangers James. sack before Walter Smith returned in 2007? Paul Gwen. What's the name of the former German midfielder affectionately known as the Hammer? George Alberts. How many trophies did Dick Advocat win as manager of the club? Five. Which club did Rangers sign Connor Goldson from? Brighton. Who is the record appearance holder for Rangers? Alan McGregor. Which nationality is Rangers player Rabbi Matondo? Welsh. Well done. So we'll tally them up for you. So you were absolutely right. Nuno Capucho, that was a good answer, was Portuguese or is Portuguese. So good start. I was going to say Argentina. Do you want to change your mind? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So yeah, you're one out of one. Obrigado. Well done. Uh, Tori Andrew Flo was from Chelsea. I nearly said it to him million pounds. Plus 1,500,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,000,
Which manager did Rangers sack before Walter Smith? You were spot on. It was uh, Barry's friend Paul Le Guin. What's the <laughs> name of the the German midfielder? It was indeed George Alberts. Correct. Was the hammer trophies? So you you think five in the nineties? During his time into I'm the two thousands. Listen, can you really remember? No, you were right. Really. You were right. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. you were absolutely spot on. Um, Connor Goldson came from the Seagulls. So, yep, Brighton, well done. You know the record appearance for Rangers, if you think about it, the all-time Rangers greatest player, John Gregg, MBE. Oh, so I was, man. How exactly. Did I, how did I get that right? No, no it's even worse. Yeah. I, I, work, I work for Rangers, man, so it makes it even worse. I walk by the stretch every day. You're kidding. Oh, no. Disaster. Disaster for... <laughs> oh, listen, it can happen. See, when you're live, it's is, it is tougher, isn't it? But listen, you're doing well so far. And uh, Rabbi Matondo, you said he is Welsh, and you were absolutely right. So you've got six points. You're in the lead. You're, oh. you're the lead. No bad, no bad. Thank Steve, God, man. How about that? Get done. No? <laughs> Stephen, that's pretty good going, wasn't it? Really good, yeah. Loved the reaction to... Um... Not getting John Gregg. <laughs> I know, John Gregg. Oh, Listen, did you see that thing uh, yesterday? All-time greats at Celtic, all-time greats at Rangers, and they missed out John Gregg. It was AI, artificial intelligence. It's gone through all the stats and all the rest. How can you miss out John Gregg, James, from the all-time greatest Rangers players? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to ignore that down when I go speak to my pals tomorrow <laughs> Greg will be raging Especially I walk by the statue every day I know <laughs> yeah oh. he's some player former manager as well Leanne he did well though how did you do out of those I think we, we did we really asked, good we asked you during the break and I you were get a few. there was a few I didn't have a clue but uh, no the reaction was brilliant there was brilliant. certainly so, from James yep. and he did good I think that the fear always James isn't it you don't get any right you're coming on once you get that first one out of the way yeah. <laughs> so do you go to the matches? Do you get along to Ibrox? Well, I work, I work, I work for Rangers, so I'm at Ibrox every week, every weekend. You know what I mean? So it's not too bad. I get to go to a few weekends and all, so it's not bad. Good stuff. Where are you in the ground? Whereabouts? Um, I actually work with the players. Okay. <laughs> I do. Mean, I'm work with the players. Getting them in at the stadium and stuff like that, so it's not bad. Good. Right, James. So, who is fit for this weekend? <laughs> right, tell us. James will tell us live and go radio with I'll, Macklin I'll, Motors. I hope they're off it. Need take the take a point off him for Rabbi Matondo. He obviously knows a Welsh accent. Oh, that's right. So, what are you thinking for this weekend then? Well, I'm hoping for a win, do you know what I mean? I just. The, the team that turns up is the team that's going to win in the day, you know what I mean? That's, it's, and hopefully it's the blue, not the green. What does that look like, though, a team turning up? Because I know we say it in football parlance and all the rest, but we all talk tosh, and that's tosh. Uh, what does that mean, turning up? What, seriously, what do you what are you looking for, James, that's going to be different from the, the Viaplay Cup final, for example? I'm, look, I'm looking for a bit of fight, to be honest with you. The midfield was non-existent in that cup final. That's right, there's no rascal. Yeah. Who do you think will start, James, if fit and available? Who do you think the, the midfield of Rangers? I'd, well, I, I would have started Ryan Jack if he was fit, but it's not going to be. So it would, me, it would be Lundstrom, Raston and Campbell. Same as Leanne. And I would play, yeah. up, I'd play up top. I'd play Kent. Oh, if Kent's fit, Kent, Morelos, and I would play Scott Arfield. Cause I just think yeah. Scott Arfield is a bit of different. Mm-hmm. Stephen, what do you think Scott Arfield? Quite a few people have been on the socials saying, what about Scotty Arfield? 
Look, uh, Scott Arfield's been a good Rangers player and he has a huge impact and I think of his goal against Liverpool, his goal recently at, at Ibrox. Um, but it'd be a big call uh, for Michael Beale to leave out Todd Cantwell, his big January signing uh, for Scott Arfield in such a big game. Um, that's, that's why I don't think he'll make that decision. Scott Arfield would love to play you in the final, wouldn't he? Falkirk. Yeah, yeah and, and he spoke about uh, maybe coming to Falkirk at some point before he finishes. He's someone I, I played with um, at the youth levels with Scotland um, before he was Canadian. Yes. <laughs> um, he's his accent at he's all? always he's something <laughs> even even with the youth team when he was a Falkirk youth team then getting into the first team something he always did great he always really hit, he hit the box well um, and he added goals to his game at, at senior level and he just really kicked on at Burnley with, the, with some of the huge goals he scored for them and then Rangers James is he one of your favourites I mean he's a big time player isn't he he's an impact I, I, I thought he should have come on a lot sooner at the Aberdeen game to be honest with you I just, I just think he gives you a wee bit of a difference up, see up that way he's always running he'll always give you 100, 110% always running always getting dug right in just something different because sometimes in big games Malik Tolman just doesn't seem to turn up I don't know why I thought that I thought and I think the, the clip showed I think he was ready to go long before he, he got the nod to go on I also yeah, thought he played a bit I thought he played too deep as well. He looked as if he played deeper than he usually did. I think Aberdeen would be pleased to see Scott Arfield as far away from the box as he was. Oh, definitely, definitely. Just a, I just don't, I don't know. Sometimes you feel as if Malik Tolman just he just wants to stroll about, and I'm like, no, I want somebody to be in there, a wee bit of fight, just get tore right in. Know what I mean? But he's still young and aren't he? He's still a young boy. What do you think, um, Matondo? Do you expect to see him at all? I wouldn't have thought so, but Leanne off the off the bench. Yeah, I, I think he's he's a player that has certainly come off the bench in, in recent weeks. Whether that's with a ploy that they're they're looking to try and showcase him just now, with a view of of moving him on come the summer, or with the chat that Ryan Kent looks to to possibly be heading for the exit door, that he could come in there as a replacement. But he's certainly been sat in the wilderness for, for long enough this season and, and hasn't found his, his place within the team see the more I look at the Rangers team I actually don't think the system just now that Michael Beale plays credits the players that are available I actually think if Rangers were to, to look at it this weekend could you possibly go a 3-5-2 and get somebody up there to support Morelis could you have a, a Tillman and an Arfield playing off of Morelis to get a bit more out of him if Connor Goldson was fit, could he come back in there alongside Suter and, and Davies and give you a bit more support? Would it allow Barisic and Tavernier to get higher up the pitch and in areas of the pitch that they could actually go and influence? You need to go and do something different because this far, yes, Rangers can say they've got closer to Celtic and they've given them a good game and there's positive signs there, but the reality is they've not won <laughs> and it's a one-off game. So um, when you start to take players like Ryan Jack out of the team or Kent, if he's unavailable, for example... You don't have that same threat in those wide areas and, and we spoke earlier about the, the deliveries and the threat that Rangers cause. If you get Barisic and Tavernier higher up the pitch, um, more often than not, they could influence the game a bit more. It was just when I had jotted the team down there. Sorry, it came to my no, mind. Some of, the, some of the guys said it on Tuesday night. Was it Peter Grant mentioned that or was it Andy? Could you see that 3-5-2? I think it would give Celtic something to think about. Um, I think with the 3-5-2, especially when you're playing the, the full-backs as, yeah. as wing-backs and that, Sometimes naturally they drop into a five, which is is a problem in three five two. But if they're really brave and they, and they they go man for man at the back with Celtic's front three, then they could they could cause problems. I think Barisic and, and Tavernier will be spoken about all week at Celtic Park uh, at Lennox Town. Mm -hmm. 
in terms of the delivery um, Celtic obviously from dead balls you can't stop crosses but if, they, if Rangers can get them higher up, up in the park they, they get the balls in the box more often not on the money so they do give a good quality I know the questions will always be asked about them defensively but with their set piece or from open play they always put it on the money with their crossing And James what would you say about your captain over 100 goals now isn't it what would you say Aye. big weekend for him Oh, definitely. One of the biggest he's had. He used to, he used to go out there and win the game, show, show what he's made, you know what I mean? He just, he just needs to no, no fight, do you know what I mean? He just, I just, I need to see every one of them fight for the jersey this weekend. I just have not seen that in a couple of weeks. Would don't you? know why, I don't sure. know what, I don't know why they're not fighting mm. for the jersey. I just feel as if something was in the water, you know what I mean? So what's your scoreline? What's going to happen Sunday? Rangers win. I take. I think about the goals, but I would definitely take three one. Just the three one. <laughs> yeah. When you look at Celtic, who do you see is the, is the biggest threat? I know Kyogo was spoke about tonight. We've floated the idea um, whether Hatati will be fit or not. Yeah. With the UCs, they two they cause these problems at Parkhead, not me. And a badger. If they can be stopped, they can be stopped yeah. then that's that's one part of it, you know what I mean? But I've I don't know, I've not seen a badger playing for Celtic in a while. No, sure. So what's happened? I don't know if he's injured or he's fell out with the manager or mm. what, but as long as he, he usually causes Barisic's problems All right. he's not been playing. James, you are the last fan standing. So tomorrow night, there's no uh, one other Rangers fan will be on, and we'll find out. But at the moment, you're six points, so you're top of the leaderboard. Well done. No problem. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers, James. Thanks very much for calling into the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Nobody's getting carried away with it. It's a bit of nervousness, isn't there, Stephen? From well, maybe both sides. It's always the same. I was listening to something today, a podcast, and they were saying that the team that are not doing so well with regards to the old firm the fans are a bit quieter because, you know, life's good for them. And it's the team who are struggling. Sometimes we'll say, oh, you're talking a lot about Rangers just now. Two years ago, when Rangers were 25 points clear, there was loads of Celtic fans coming on. It's a funny thing, Stephen. That's what that's what happens in this city. I th- and I also, I do think there is more to discuss in terms of potential lineups for Rangers. I think yeah. Leanne's right. I don't, think, I don't think anyone could put their finger on what would definitely be the lineup. Uh, for Rangers on Sunday whereas I think more with Celtic if everyone was to be fat I think the team almost picks itself um, with probably only from, from the starting team from the cup final O'Reilly pushing out uh, Aaron Moy on current form Leanne? Yeah no I, I would agree I think it, it's an easier pick and I don't know if that was bits of what Rab was getting at yeah. earlier um, the Rangers fan that, that was on and yeah. It becomes tough, I think, for a manager like that. Of course, you want headaches as a manager and you want players to be pushing each other and whether they start or they come off the bench, you want players to have that impact and to have like-for-like replacements, which I think, to a point, Celtic have more of that. Um, And they've had players that have played their part at different points this season, whether it's been O'Reilly or Moy or Hitati or Kyogo. Um, There's been players there that have influenced the bad off the size, Jota off the other, Maida, etc. So I think they've all played their part, but I don't know if Rangers have had that same luxury where they have like-for-like changes or have the same quality in like-for-like changes. Um, So it will come down to who's fit, who's available, what Michael Beale is taking away from 
the previous encounters against Celtic, where he thinks his side have fallen short and where he thinks he can go and make the difference, uh, as I say, in this one-off game. It's a huge game. I think it's massive for both sides. Um, if you were to dangle the carrot for both, they could justify the reasons why they're desperate to win the game and, and certainly get to a Scottish Cup final. And Ange Postecoglou, I'm, I'm sure, will just be focused very much on his Celtic players and, and looking for a better performance, is which he always looks for in his side mm-hmm. from last weekend. We'll get your Celtic lineup after the break, Leanne and Stephen, and also then look into the games at the weekend. You're off up north, I think. Stephen, you're... Staying south side. Uh, that's coming up just after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, Craig Moore will be here with Mark Guidi back on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Stephen, you'll be getting ready early to bed ahead of it. See you the night before a huge game. Stephen McGinn ahead of the cup semi final. Barry says he, he rarely sleeps before a, an old firm game. What about you? Uh, I'm I'm not normally the nervous type. Um, I had a terrible week in preparation for the mm-hmm. Kilmarnock Abrov game last year. Honestly, I'd, and it was something that hadn't happened to me. I don't know if it became an older age. The nerves every night. That's all I could think about. It was like an obsession about right. trying to um, win that league that 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 week that night. Um, but no, I'm hoping to get a good sleep. I mean, my sleeps these days are pretty broken with, with two young kids <laughs> six o'clock this morning I was watching Cinderella the very first one so I'm looking forward to a night in a hotel and hopefully a full night's sleep Leanne how were you before that cup semi-final or you know major internationals and things oh, can you sleep the night before yeah always yeah. I don't have an issue with sleeping Paula I yeah. would be lying if I was to say otherwise I think it's always more after games that affects me um, whether it's that physical fatigue that you feel or just mentally you're playing the game over and over again, um, thinking about all the things that you, you might have done differently or the moments of elation that you, you look back on and enjoy. Um, but no, I don't have a, an issue again to issue. sleep. No. Have you ever fallen asleep during sports scene? <laughs> no, <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. Have you ever fallen oh, asleep steady. during sports scene? I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> no, it's great to see all the action. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to see. Where are you on this Friday? Have you got... Uh, uh, Friday, I'm up you? in Dundee. Dundee yeah. Cove tomorrow night. So Dundee can clinch the, the championship um, tomorrow night. Then Saturday, I'm at Hamden for Stephen's Cup semi-final. And Sunday, I'm up in Aberdeen, oh, the Balmoral Stadium. We take on Aberdeen. So um, a busy weekend, a lot of travel. Are you going to stay up north or will you... Back no, down, I'll come back, back down yeah. for the game in the, the Saturday. Course, yeah, so I'm a sure. late one tomorrow night and an early start for the, the 12-15 kick-off on, on Saturday. And how are you feeling with Motherwell? You were really close in the Cup semi-final against Rangers women. Just... We, gave, we gave a good account ourselves. I think it's probably a reflection of, of where we are, that we're probably just that one step off of, of being where we want to get to a couple of levels in, in terms of the difference between ourselves and, and the top three, certainly over the course of the season when you look at the results. But... As a season as a whole, I think we've, we've we've done pretty well. We're disappointed to miss out in top six. We missed just out missed just by the point, um, which, you know, that's where I think those mid-table teams probably don't enjoy the split as much as the team's top and bottom necessarily because I think it adds to that excitement, certainly for a neutral. But I think when you look at how far we've come since we took over, we've been in the job now probably about 19, 20 months. So um, from where we started to where we are now, I think we're, we're a much better team. Yeah, 38 points, so you're top of the, the bottom six. Uh, two ahead of Spartans and Aberdeen. You play them at Cove Rangers. I didn't mean you're going to stay all weekend up north. I realised you were coming down. But do you just go up on the day of the game? Yeah, yeah up in the sure. day, yeah. So I'll travel up for the, the championship yep. tomorrow, back down. Um, and then the bus, I think we leave. It's half eight on Sunday morning for a, a one o'clock kick-off. So an early start. 
if you have any feeling who's going to win, is it going to be Glasgow City this season? They're on 68 points, Celtic on 66, Rangers on 65, then a big gap between them and Hearts. Yeah, well, they had some week, didn't yeah. they? Glasgow yeah. City, they went from being eight points clear mm. and, and now it's down to three. Um, lost against Celtic twice, both in the, the league in the semi-final and lost to Rangers midweek. So probably one of the toughest weeks I think that they've experienced as a club for, for some time. I actually don't remember when they would have last lost three mm. domestic games like that on the bounce. I know we lost three games in the bounce in 2020, but that was two Champions League matches. So um, it doesn't often happen, but the reality is it could be the best thing that's happened to them. I think you would rather that type of run happens when you're eight points clear rather than a point clear or yeah. a couple of points behind. So it's going to go to the wire. The reality is um, all the sides have to play each other. Again, the top three, Celtic will have you know, their tails up now with the fact that They've got a cup final, yep. as have Rangers, and the gap is certainly closed at the top. So it's going to be a really exciting end to the season. And we haven't seen you since the Craig McPherson incident at the Rangers-Celtic game, the women's game. And it was the first one in Sky. So we talked about it here, we were looking forward to it. I actually mm. saw it live and then I couldn't believe it. I saw there was a Rami, didn't know what it was. When you saw it back, it beggared belief. It'd be wrong not to mention it. It was so disappointing. It was, it was. Um, listen, I think Craig McPherson will, will put his hands up. I know he issued an apology, which is fine. I thought the, the club could probably have dealt with it a bit firmer than they did. It then went to the investigatory hearing six games when you compare that to, to other punishments and, and things that have been handed out this season. I don't think there's a comparison. Um, I don't think it was, was accurate. If I compare it to Jim Goodwin, for example, who verbally accuses some someone of being a cheat or, or a diver and, yeah. and compare that to physically trying to harm someone else on the pitch. So that was one part of it. I think for me, the the, the blood, sweat and tears that's going into trying to drive the women's game and, and certainly being part of that when I look at all my other colleagues and peers and past players, current players that do everything that they possibly can to put the game in the best light that it can for it to be the first game live on Sky Sports like that. But they have a, a guy headering another guy. Yep. <laughs> certainly yep. doesn't do yep. anything for the women's game. Um, so for that element, I thought it was really disappointing. Yep. Um, and it was a total discredit to, to the player group at Rangers as well because I know a lot of the girls that are in there um, and absolutely they would have been as appalled as, as the next person would have. So hopefully we never see the likes again, whether it's men's football, women's course, football yeah. or any sport across the globe that is because it's absolutely the worst reflection and representation of your sport as you could have. And can I ask you one other thing? On the women's game, I, I was talking to you earlier and with Stephen, the number of ACL injuries mm. has been huge. Can you tell us a little bit about it? And Frightening, the, yeah. What's I know. happening? Is the, the equipment not right? The boots Well, not, there's a lot of studies yeah. now. Yeah. Um, the reality is there's not enough research. There hasn't been enough research over the years. There's not enough research carried out in women's sport. There isn't enough data to offer that comparison. Um, I think this season alone, there's been 57 ACL injuries across the women's top flight, which is astronomical. That's not probably taking into account teams like ourselves that have been affected as well. We lost one of our top performers this season last week to an ACL injury. So I think there's a lot more needing to be done. Um, the chat around it is, you know, facilities, equipment. We speak about football boots, for example, which is a huge one. Um, it's are men's. They, are they designed, sorry, are they designed specifically for designed women? Designed specifically for men, for football men. boots. So this season um, for the World Cup, I think there's a couple of major brands that are going to release women's specific football boots. Um, but the fact it's taken until 20. 
23 to have that and play off the back of a major tournament is probably quite alarming so I think that's one thing menstrual cycles is another one that there's a huge correlation between hormone imbalance at yeah. different stages of the month all the things Paul that women need to consider yeah. in a month that, that men don't is a reality but I think the more information we can get the more studies that are carried out at every level of the game you'll start to have a better understanding for that um, because it's really unfair when you look at the names Stephen and I were speaking about it you take Arsenal for example and you look at the players that they've lost this season Viv Miedema that misses out Beth Mead misses out their captain Leah Williamson misses out that's just at one club and top, I think when you players. look at you know, the cost of those players and, and the impact that that has on their team as well. But also then you look at the type of injury that we at Motherwell are facing. You've got a young player now that's sidelined probably for the best part of nine to ten months if she can get back within that. You know, it affects every other element of her life. She's not in a paid position at the football club, so it's going wow. to hinder other elements of her life. So if there's bits there that we can change, that we can look at, that's going to make things better, whatever it might be, it has to be done because we cannot have that amount of, of serious injuries at the top end of the game. It's good that they're finally doing some research into mm -hmm. it and it sounds like good news about the football boots, specifically for women. It seems logical, but... Uh, and, and whether that's a reason or not, Paul, yeah, but, the, but the reality yeah. is, you know, if I was to have a pair of shoes or boots or, oh. and, and ask Stephen to wear them, I'm not too sure he would feel completely comfortable. Mm. And what I would need to say is that my entire career at points, I've struggled to find footwear that's right. totally comfortable. And I don't know whether Stephen feels the same. Different brands are different. Mm -hmm. They're different shape. They're different width. Um, and you have a lot of players that sizing-wise you struggle just now. You also have a lot of players just now that are females that struggle to get. For example, even at Hamden last weekend, we told the players, make sure you have a stud, an aluminium stud. Because most weeks they just play with moulded studs because yeah. we're always on synthetic grass. Now, the changes in surfaces, there's also studies, I think, that show that probably the change between synthetic grass and grass cause injuries because the body gets used to it. But the players really struggle to get an aluminium stud in the sizes that they are because you're talking about, you know, size four, four and a half. Mm -hmm. So kids' sizes and not a lot of kids' boots are made with studs. Of course, because they're not playing on them. So the fact yeah. that, you know, so women are... We, so the players then had to pick a boot, for example, that's not completely comfortable but because it was a stud if there was bad weather. So it's those types of things that just cannot happen. There has to be a selection there that, that covers men, women, boys, girls, whatever it may be. We need more work done yep. into it, Stephen. Yeah, I think, I mean, it alerted my attention because uh, Leah Williamson, obviously Beth Mead, obviously with the success yeah. of their, their Euro campaign, um, really high profile now. And when they two get injured, although it's devastating for them and they, they, they're going to miss a World Cup, which is horrendous, you're hoping that the one positive coming out of this that they do have studies and they find a solution to this because, as Leanne said, that that's too big a number. I've I've did my ACL ACL before and it's devastating and for 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 girls maybe have got jobs or, or studies. Yeah, of course. Yeah, a couple of months you're not able to walk. I mean, I had to retrain myself to walk as that type of injury and that type of surgery. So, um, if the one positive of these high-profile players getting injured is we find a solution to it. What's your Celtic team for Sunday? Um, Celtic team, I think if everyone's fit, I've gone for Hart, obviously in goals. The back four of Johnson, Carter Vickers, Starfield Taylor. The midfield, um, who would have thought a couple of months ago that Aaron Moy would miss out my midfield, but <laughs> Callum McGregor, Rio Hatate, Matt O'Reilly. And the front three, I think Jota on the right, Kyogo and Dyson Maida. 
many changes for you? No, no, no. pretty much the same. Um, I've included Iwata because I don't yeah. know if Hitati will be fit. So um, I think you, you've only probably got one or two changes within that and it's based on injury and availability. What do you think is going to happen then? So Saturday, it's tough with the man there, but... Okay, I don't know I, if you can put knows? me in the spot no. like that with Stephen's team either, to, no. Paul, to be okay. honest. What about Sunday? What do you I just think? hope it's a good game because if it's a 0-0 yeah. draw and it goes all the way to extra time and yeah. penalties and I'm commentating <laughs> in the game, it's yeah. going to be a tough watch. Uh, of course. Um, so yeah. give us goals, give us excitement, give us something um, to keep us going. But I'm, no, I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. As I say, it, it's that Scottish Cup dream, isn't it, as well, with those two sides in the semi-final. Um, the old firm on Sunday... <laughs> going to be a tough one to call to be honest I don't know if I can see beyond Celtic based on their form and, and big games and the fact that they're dominating this fixture um, just now it's going to take something special from Rangers so I, I think Celtic might just edge it But you never know do you Stephen what do you reckon for Sunday but then for you hopefully you're in the cup final on June the 3rd Yeah it'd be, it'd be lovely to watch that yeah. game and uh, thinking that going to be playing one of them in the final on the Saturday in, in your own game honestly you're just you're hoping we've got an idea we've worked all week on how we want the game to go what will help us to win the game so you're just hoping that we do that an earlier call I spoke about turning up part of that is I mean everyone the fans people who have watched us this season will know how we play we knock the ball about well if we can go and knock the ball about well and create chances and it's not to be then at least we can walk away with our heads held high on the Celtic Rangers game I watched the last one at Celtic Park I couldn't believe how slack Celtic were I think it's I think it was the poorest Celtic have, have been in a while and I, and I still thought they could have scored four or five so it's really hard to look past them getting into this weekend that is the thing, isn't it, Leanne? People say the last one, Celtic didn't play at their best, but they won 3-2. It could just be in moments, isn't it? And, you know, you think of the season when Celtic thrashed Rangers was at 6-2, mm -hmm. and then Rangers a few weeks later hammered them 5-1. Barry was involved in both. Yep, yeah, really unpredictable, I know. Um, no, I think it'll be one, again, as I say, in both boxes. And when I look at how clinical Celtic have been when it's come down to it, you know, regardless of performance, whether they've been good, bad or indifferent, I think they still managed to cause a threat the reality is I, I don't see Rangers keeping a clean sheet because Celtic are so good middle to front. It would be a huge ask of any team just now with the form that Celtic have been in. But it's a cup and you never know. And I'm sure Rangers will absolutely have something to say about it. And if they've got their squad fit and available and they've got the likes of Ryan Kent in there as well, I'm sure that will make the difference. Connor Goldson is a huge one, as I mentioned. Liam, will you come back soon? We haven't seen hopefully, you for ages. Hopefully, hopefully. Keep inviting please, me back. Please do. James will sort <laughs> Play it. Play the diary. We all want to wish Stephen all the best for Saturday, 12.15. Cheers, Stephen. Thanks so much. Tomorrow night, Mark Weedy will be here, along with Craig Moore. Zoe is up after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.